opening video now. It's sudden, isn't it? <laughs> that got you going. Uh, I'm Tim. I'm the vicar here. If we haven't had a chance to meet, really good to see you. I'm in John's Gospel, chapter one. If you want to find that um, on your phone or device, or uh, maybe you've even brought, you've got good old-fashioned book form like me. Where's John? Here he is, after Matthew, Mark, and Luke, before Acts. Uh, Romans, Corinthians, the letters, kind of little inclusio uh, at the start of this term, as it were, So we launch into the autumn and the run up to Christmas. So I'm going to read familiar words if you've, if you've come to a carol service um, uh, from the introduction to John's Gospel. And uh, no doubt we'll have them uh, towards the middle end of, of December here as we celebrate Christmas. John chapter 1, I'm going to read down to verse 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him yet. To all that did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth.
So what we're going to do um, the next four Sundays in, in September is we're just going to run through these gets. You might have picked it up from the screen. The, the kind of essence of what we believe it is to be part of us. And I hope it answers the question, refreshes the question for those of us who've been members here for a little while. But if you're new or visiting, maybe you're watching online, wondering whether you, you want to take part in person, be, become part of this church family here, then, you know, who are you? <laughs> what, what, what is it that makes you church unique? And uh, as we look at getting connected, getting involved, getting giving in all sorts of ways and getting out there to bless and engage with our local community, hopefully you'll pick up our, our values as a church for encountering God in a transformative way of embracing one another in a way that brings life uh, challenge, love, acceptance, uh, so that we might come as we are, but we won't stay as we are, as God's love transforms us. And so we take that light, as John talks about it, which is life. And we shine in the darkness as we engage with our, our world. I'll tell you, I'll tell you I'm going to, this, this that little phrase right at the end there of the word Jesus becoming flesh, uh, full of, we, we beheld his glory, full of grace and truth. And just before I, um, well, let me give you a route map about this evening. So I just want to have just a little, offer a little reflection on that as, as, as sort of something of who we are. People are, you know, what is it that's unique about St. Dee's? What do you kind of, you know, slice you open? What would, what would always leak out? Uh, so I want to say a little bit about that. Then I want to talk about um, getting connected and why that is so significant, why that's important to us. And then I'm going to invite Laura Brimicum, who's our Director of Operations, to come and join me here. We're going to talk about two ways, very practical ways, in which you can connect um, here as, as a, a church family. Uh, and then we're going to have uh, drinks, um, social after, so you know, we can practice connecting, meeting one another, as Will's just encouraged us to do. Just as a little segue, if you're a life group leader here, please sort of socialize, meet and greet people. And then, um, do you remember the old Lou? Uh, maybe you didn't even know we had, there's a loo in that, that sort of corner out there uh, and then you go past there there's an exit into the, into the garden and life group leaders um, that's where we're going to uh, have a little gathering later on after that so sort of we'll osmose out of the social into that so that's sort of notes for today <laughs> full of grace and truth I'm going um, to be introducing during this term and really for this next season at St. Dee's the idea of, of formation. That we can, we can use one another to, to allow the life of Christ to be formed in us. And I think I'm going to take that little phrase and just chew on it for, for the next three months, Christmas. And it, I'll be triggered by the Christmas readings. Full of grace and truth. That's how John chooses to describe Jesus. And if I'm seeking to be a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, a learner of Jesus, then I will need to set my parameters, my goal, my ambition, similarly to be full of grace and truth. I give you permission to ask me how that's going. <laughs> Just a reflection, full grace and truth. Not 70% grace which allows for 30% truth so that I'm full. Like, no, it's full of grace and full of truth. It's not sort of a 50-50. It's full of both. That's, that's the challenge I'm going to wrestle with. How, how 
was Jesus. You read the gospel accounts, you cannot deny he was full of grace. So full of grace, of generosity, of sacrificial love, of, of, of expending himself for the other, ultimately to his death on the cross. He was so full of grace and so full of truth. That, that's the gospel, isn't it? That when God, through Christ, shines the light of his truth on us, we, we are horrified to discover just how sinful and broken we are. And, and, at the same time, we are embraced by God's grace so that we discover at the same time just how loved and accepted we are beyond anything we dared to hope. Full of grace and truth. What does that look like as I live that out? A little fun game. We, we, we'd sort of, um, we didn't quite play with the staff team, but, but here, here it is. Like, here's a glass of water, so I'm going to, I'll pour in the water so it's half full. And, um, and imagine this glass represents me living with grace and truth. And if you, if you know, if you imagine I get knocked or I just, if I, I can actually, look, I can wiggle that around quite a bit in the, whoa, little spill, tiny spill. <laughs> but I, you know, we can, I can, we're half full. If I put a bit, bit more water in, so what are we now? Two thirds, nearly three quarters. And because brand new floor that's just had a repolish, so I'm, I'm going to be really, I mean, I can move it, but I'm going to be less jerky. Imagine... I mean, let me just put as much as I've got, which isn't completely full. But now, imagine full to, the, full to the absolute brim. Then any movement, any movement, I'm going to spill. And John describes Jesus as living full of grace, full of truth, so that whenever you encounter Jesus, you and he's going to leak grace he's going to spill truth i just think about john chapter 8 the woman caught in adultery probably familiar with the story if not read it yourself and i look at that and i think wow he didn't compromise on the truth he didn't draw back or hold back on the grace full of grace and truth with the pharisees or with the tax collectors with the loners with the women uh, outcast uh, uh, at the time with children. He, Matthew tells us he welcomes children who full of grace and truth. When, whenever you encountered Jesus, if you just nudged him, he'd spill, he'd leak grace and truth. Kind of, I hold it out as a kind of, um, a kind of challenge for us. If we, as our purpose says, living for Jesus wherever we are, as mission-minded followers of Jesus, as we, as we go from here, full of grace and truth, when we're knocked, when we're nudged, that phone call, that tricky client, awkward colleague, difficult housemate, and we're nudged and knocked, what, what leaks out of us? And in order to grow into the likeness of Jesus, we need one another. You know, an oxymoron is when two words, you put them together and they don't make sense, like pretty ugly or military intelligence. 
Well, I, there's a few, yeah, anyway, in the morning service, I wouldn't get away with that. Solitary Christian. You, you, that doesn't make sense. It simply isn't how we grow on our own. We need one another. That's why one of the sort of core staples of our church life is to get connected. In uh, 2010, there was a film that didn't win awards or sort of Grammys or, or Oscars or whatever, and yet it, it captured the imagination. It's called The Social Network. It was a story of the rise of Mark Zuckerberg as a, the CEO of, of Facebook and how he came to, to um, uh, sort of develop, create and develop Facebook. Uh, and it kind of tracks him from you know, the transformation from Mark Zuckerberg as kind of college nerd to multi-billionaire. And the plot is really uh, tracked along, the narrative sort of runs along two lawsuits that, that arise, one with a really good friend of his, and they, and they kind of fall out over his creation of Facebook. And, and the other one, slightly more powerful, is a, is a group um, within the, the Harvard um, student body uh, and the group was called um, Phoenix SK, and it was a kind of elite fraternity on campus. And their lawsuit, their claim against Zuckerberg was that he nicked their idea for an exclusive sort of in-crowd that you could access online. Uh, and they claim he nicked the idea and made and created Facebook. That's the kind of plot in the story. But the, what, 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 if you watch the film, what is really intriguing, what, where it will grab you, every single one of you, is with the subplot. Because really what's at play is Mark Zuckerberg's deep desire, some would say his obsession, to be accepted. Because what, what he knew of himself or experience of himself was that on campus he was not in this elite fraternity. He was not in the in crowd and he desperately longed to be. What the film really is about is Mark Zuckerberg's desire, and he, he just mirrors what every single one of us feel, that desire deep down to belong. And Facebook and Instagram and before that MySpace, I mean, there's all, all of these, all of these uh, social media platforms are simply a 21st century phenomenon of an age-old desire that's been around ever since the creation of humanity, the desire to be accepted, to know that we belong. And at a sort of deeper level, if I may, I think C.S. Lewis, the great Christian apologist of the last century, wrote a magisterial essay entitled The Inner Ring, where he describes what this desire to be accepted, to, to feel connected with others looks like. Uh, and he, he describes it in, as like a series of, of rings, of um, concentric circles. So he says, for example, when you move, and I, I wonder how many of us have experienced this recently, you maybe move to a new area, even within London, but just a new area, or perhaps you've changed job, or within your job, a new department. Um, or you're perhaps new to this church. And almost immediately you, you'll perceive it as like a sort of ring, C.S. Lewis says. In other words, there are people who are clearly in 
and who kind of belong, and you can tell that they know that they belong. And at the same time, there are people sort of on the margins, and there are people who kind of quite clearly don't yet belong. And you, when you're new to the area, or to the job, or to the club, or to the church, you know yourself, you, you are keenly aware that you, you are an outsider. And, and so C.S. Lewis describes um, it like a ring. And um, you're here. And there's, um, there's a whole load of people who you perceive to be here. And so you work really hard to, to get into the ring. Uh, let me just read you a quote from this essay so that you get a sort of flavor. You're never formally and explicitly admitted by anyone. You discover gradually in almost indefinable ways that the ring exists and that you're outside it. There are what correspond to passwords, but they are too spontaneous and informal. A particular slang, the particular use of nicknames, an elusive manner of conversation are all marks of belonging. But it's not constant. It's not easy, even at any given moment, to say who is inside and who is outside. Some people are obviously in and some are obviously out. But one of the most dominant elements is the desire to be inside the local ring and the terror of being left outside. The desire to be in and the terror of being out. Kind of how it, how it works here, if, if I can help, is, is things like dress code. You know, some people you say church and they go, they think Sunday best. They think they dress up, whereas, with all due respect, but I love that. <laughs> that's, that's who we are. <laughs> because it immediately says, chill, relax. There's no, we don't need to put on. There's a lot of values, but we, there's a code. And, and, and most of us who come here regularly, we know that code. But if you're new, there's a code about at what time it's acceptable to turn up. I wish that code was slightly different. Newcomers come on time or early. And, and I, I'm not in a position like sort of headmaster John Cleese in the film Clockwise to kind of, you know, hold you all into detention if you're five minutes late. But there is a little code there about how you enter when you're late for, for all sorts of reasons, traffic, trains, all sorts. But the body language will tell whether, oh gosh, I'm late or, hey, you're lucky to have me. And there's a code. There's a code around humor. Um, Will and I and, and others, we, we will we'll kind of use humor. I, I, I know there are churches, which I totally respect, where um, you probably wouldn't use humor quite as much as we do. But there's a sort of code, it's a vehicle. You can join in on, on the humor. We talk quite a lot about sport in general. I, I just hear it, I'm aware of it as a sort of topic of conversation. And within that, you know, if you're a football fan, particularly if you're a Fulham fan, and there I am using humor and tragedy, so Matt, our worship pastor, when he joined in, he picked up on that because he's a rugby, big rugby guy, along with other big rugby fan. And so he could, he could pick up, oh, is it only about football here? Is there room for rugby? Yeah, there's room for rugby because one of our values is to include and to embrace. And, and so all of, those, all of those things are kind of making up the ring. And, and when you hang around long enough over the drinks and socials, you, you'll, you'll be, if you're new here, you're working really hard to pick up all the cues. And you're working out, well, I don't like football, I would like to dress up, um, I'm into arts and high music, so I don't think this 
place is going to be necessarily for me. I might go somewhere else. God bless you. Lots of other rings. But we'd love to think you could join in here. And, and, and you'll pick up the kind of, kind of essence of who we are. But here's the thing that C.S. Lewis says. Uh, let me, the desire to be in, the terror to be out. He says, but the real danger of this desire is its deceit. The circle cannot have from within the charm it had from outside. You were not looking for virtue or kindness or loyalty or humor or learning or wit or any of the things that can really be enjoyed. You merely wanted to be in and that is a pleasure that cannot last. See, if I, if I can, I mean, just to use the church as, as an example. So, so you, you get in. And now you're here. But once you're in, the, the thing that you thought this was all about loses an element of what C.S. Lewis calls his charm because you begin to discover, now that you're in, you discover actually, and who knew from the outside, but oh, there are other rings. So you, you in the chat and here you gather that there was a party. Well, you weren't invited. Everyone talking about it. Or people talk about a committee. You're the committee. I'm the committee. Oh, common fun. Common fun? What's common fun? Some people know about things that you don't know about. There are, there are rings within the ring. I say, oh my goodness, if, I, if, I, if I'm going to be really in, then I need, to, I need to work harder to get into this ring and into this ring. And Lewis says this is an ultimate illusion. Because what you're doing is looking for acceptance in the outer ring and then the inner rings from people who are themselves working to look for acceptance. The, 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 the people here and here, but here as well, they're all working hard to get into the rings. And, and that's the ultimate insecurity to base your sense of connectedness and belonging on someone else who's also searching for connection and belonging. Because as he says, it, it doesn't last. That committee will cease to exist. Maybe we'll move from football to cricket. Or perhaps we'll... It, it shifts and moves. You can't discern. There'll be an in-joke in one season that's kind of passe in the next. And if you're looking to secure yourself in what the particular ring stands for and alludes to, you'll be forever desperately searching for that security. C.S. Lewis says there is one ring. Right at the center. That is constant and eternal. We know it in Christian jargon as the Trinity. The the technical word is, theological word is the perichoresis. Choresis, we get choreography, the dance, peri is together. The dance together of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I love that image of them, almost like a sort of ring a ring of roses. Father, Son, Spirit, dancing around in a, in a perpetual, eternal circle. And there, as we had from our reading, there is this right to know ourselves as God's children. Which, which we don't get from, from 
being born of natural descent. You're not born into that privilege. Some are in, some are out. It, it's not a human decision. It wasn't our idea. It's not based on our merit. It's not something we can make the effort to, to, be, to become part of. No, he, he, Jesus, gave the right to be children born of God. That as we die to self and allow God to raise us to brand new life in him, as we put down our efforts, our insecurities, we, as, we, as we come before the cross with our sin, say, Lord, thank you for dying for me, for washing my, the stain of sin, for accepting and loving me beyond anything I could imagine, for your grace amid the truth. As I receive that gift, I, I, I enter through his behest, his grace, I enter the one constant circle that won't change, and that is forever, of being known by the Father, through the Son, by the Spirit. And that is what transforms us. So that we, 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 we come as we are, but as we, as we find ourselves through the Spirit and truth, through word and worship, as we find ourselves rooted and established, as Paul says in his letter to the Ephesians, in the center, the inner ring of God's love, the transformative power releases us out. We, once we know that we are known and loved, cherished, despite who we know ourselves to be, when, we're, when we know that we're loved and cherished by him for all eternity, why wouldn't we want to spin out and invite others in? When we know how good it is to be forgiven, when we know how good it is to begin to live in the kingdom of God values on earth, your will be done, your, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be, thank you. Back to training. Can I come to St. Melitis with you, Joy? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as I begin to live that out, how good that is to share with others. And, and, so, and so out I go, out to reach those who don't yet know the love of God. So that's why the connection. That's why we'll, we'll work at the connection. Just one final little illustration. I'm, I'm Captain, Captain Visual Aid today. But um, these, you know, these two pieces, you, you can guess at a site that they're designed to be together. You think, okay, well, let's, I mean, the most obvious fit would be let's get the greatest amount of surface area. That would surely be where the connection comes, where, where the, you know, as much of its similarity goes with this one's similarity, yellow and green together, but it, there's no connection. Even though there's a massive point of similarity, you know where this is going. I can't do it without going on the floor. Bear with. Oh. Oh, it's upside down. Okay, sorry. Thank you. Here we go. 
green is held by yellow. Yellow is held by, by green because they've met and deliberately engaged at the greatest point of difference. I'm running out of time, so I'll leave you to do the application of that. I, I, I fear, if I'm honest, leading a church of PLUs, people like us, the, the, the multicolored, multinational, multi-speaking, sort of diverse church of God, kingdom of heaven on earth, will, will have difference. Heaven is going to be full of difference. We're to model that on earth, and, and, and that means we, we reach out for people at our point of different, they're, they're, dif- they're difficult maybe. It, it's a challenge, we have to get out of our comfort zone, but that's exactly what coming from here does. It, it pla- places us through the circles where we're tempted to say, am I okay, do I belong? We, no, we know we belong. And it's from that deep sense of knowing that we belong that we can, we can risk reaching out to others who might reject us because they're different from us. They might not understand us. But we, nevertheless, we reach out with the love of God. Leak it out, because we're full of grace and truth. We leak grace, we leak truth in a way to invite people to connect. So, so get connected at St. D's. Join a life group, life group leaders. A number of them are here. Meet them after the social. Come and meet us. We'll connect you into a life group or a prayer triplet or just one other person to work through, chew through a little bit of scripture like that to shape your life in the likeness of Christ. Get connected and we'll shine as a light in the world. Now, here's Laura. I'm going to invite her up to uh, tell us two ways in which we can get connected. There's one very practical way uh, which involves an app. So now I'm already out of my depth. Laura, come on. Yeah, great. Thanks, Tim. Um, And just to say a massive thank you to those of you, if you were here a few months ago when we did the um, comms consultation, um, your feedback was so helpful to us as a staff team, so huge thank you for that. Um, And one of the things that the vast majority of you said um, you'd love was the the app. So it's called My Church Suite, and um, basically it's free, and it's free for us as a church to have as well. It it comes from our sort of central database, which we do everything on. So all of our uh, events and our calendar, our giving, um, all the information that we hold on you, all our GDPR information, everything is held on Church Suite. And basically, you, you can have the app, which is a smaller version of that, and it's called My Church Suite. So hopefully, um, if you are or you've been coming to our church for a while and you're signed up to our database, you had an email from Church Suite via, well, me via Church Suite this morning, um, and that gave you an invitation to get the app. Now, a number of you in the building are uh, life group leaders and members of the PCC, so you already have the app. Um, so I'd love you to just use this time to either check your details are correct, uh, sign up to something, either the women's brunch or dating course maybe, um, and or uh, if in a moment when others are downloading the app, maybe just look around and see if anyone looks a bit confused and maybe you could go and help them. Um, but. Uh, if you're not in that group and you don't have the app, um, I'd love you just to get your, your phone out right now. Um, look for the email. Uh, if you can't find the email or you would prefer just to go to your app store, so that's the same if you're, you've got an iPhone or an Android, it 
all kind of, uh, the app works on all of those phones. And just download the Church Suite app. So it should look something like this first image on the left. Um, and if you're new or visiting um, and you're thinking, or oh, I don't want to download the app right away, but you would look, like to know a bit more, then maybe just pop onto our website now and you can click I'm new and you can just pop in your details um, so that we can send you some more information. Um, and then you can obviously make the decision if you want to get the app at a later stage. So as you're downloading the app, um, it will ask you, uh, first and foremost, to put a pin on it. Now, please do that. Um, it's really important because obviously your details are on there, your information is on there, um, and also so might others be, depending on their GDPR kind of um, preferences. Um, I think certainly you can do a touch uh, like a touch ID rather than a pin if you'd like. I'm not sure, it depends on your phone, I think whether uh, the face ID works, but um, I think if you've got a quite a whizzy phone, I think that works. But certainly the touch ID definitely works. Um, when you've put your pin in, it will ask you then to choose a church, obviously St. Diana's Church, it will be there as an option. Um, and then you will see when it gets downloaded, uh, the fourth image along. Uh, which is basically just the list of things that you can access through the app. Um, so there's a number of things there. Um, basically, my communication, that's all the emails that you've been sent via Church Suite. So you can always go back and have a look at anything you've been sent there. Um, you've, your details. Um, and this is just such a helpful thing for us for, you know, if you've moved or you've changed your email address or your phone number, um, you can just, you can change it in there, which is really helpful for us as a, as a staff team to have correct details for you. Um, and particularly um, in the My Giving section, if, you, if you've got, um, if you've done a gift aid declaration, if you move, um, your, it, it becomes invalid if you've not got the right address. So um, you can just quickly change it in there really easily. Um, and you can also see in the My Giving section all the giving you've given um, for the past year. So that's quite a um, good thing to see there. Um, and if you are serving, so next week we're going to be talking about um, getting involved, so serving on teams here at church. You can have all your, um, you can see all the rotors that you're involved in just there at the click of a button. Um, and also, uh, finally, um, yeah, finally, uh, it says my podcast. So if you've missed a Sunday for whatever reason and um, or maybe you want to listen again to the sermon, you can literally click that section and it will take you straight to the podcast, um, the whole backlog of, of, of Sunday sermons, literally like a click of a button. So um, it's a really great app and um, I think it's just a really good way of feeling connected and um, you can, if you're in a life group, for example, you can see who else is in your life group uh, and if they've allowed you to, you can see all their contact details so you can contact them, um, et cetera, et cetera. So um, hopefully you've been able to download that. If, um, if you've had any problems with downloading as I've been talking, um, I am around after the service. Please do ask me or any of the other life group leaders who've already, already got it. Um, but just to say, finally, um, the the privacy button. So on this final um, final picture here, hopefully you can can see it. Um, the third little tab along says privacy. What that means is, um, if you're in a life group or if you're in, on a rotor, um, 
you can choose what other people in that rota or in that group can see of yours. So um, whether they can see your email address, your phone number, or your, your address. So if you, for whatever reason, don't want those things showing, then that's where you change that. Um, and you can sort of um, change it for the different rotors that you're in, etc. Um, so that's that, whistle-stop tour. Um, there is a handout which is um, on, on the front of house desk just out here and it's also on the website. If you're, if you're wanting a piece of paper that explains all those steps, you're so welcome to take one of these or, as I said, ask me um, later. Amazing, amazing. Just a little hand of applause for <laughs> Laura and all the work that's gone into that. Thank you so much. So clearly explained. And as you say, that's on, there's a handout there and it's on the website yep. as well. So yes. that's the first way in which we can get connected. Here's the second way in which you get, we can get connected. An announcement. 28th to the 30th of January 2022 is going to be the St. Dionys weekend away. <laughs> Exciting. Silence. I know, I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so am I. Well, we, why don't we go? Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Uh, the weekend away. So, a De Vere Hotel, really plush hotel just outside of Windsor, so it's easy to get to on the Friday night. Uh, you have got, I mean, what are the selling points? You've got six meals, like a whole spread of meals, and they'll prepare it, serve it out for you, clear it away, and wash it up. That, for me, anyway, is worth the entrance price alone. There's going to be some fantastic teaching. We have Ruth Bushyager, the right reverend Ruth Bushyager, who is the Bishop of Horsham. Uh, previously, she was vicar of St. Paul's Church, Dorking. Uh, Google her if you want to find out a bit more about her. But she is a fantastic, she's uh, full sort of word and spirit. She is full of the life of God, but she's a brilliant Bible teacher. And in a senior leadership position in the church, we're really fortunate to, to have her. And I can't wait uh, to just sit under her teaching. So that will be the teaching input. But as you probably know from people who've been before, lots of space uh, for just socializing, meeting people, uh, building and deepening relationships. Those are, that's for the extroverts. For the introverts, lots of space just to retreat, have a bit of quiet time, enjoy the facilities. There's a pool, there's a hot tub and sauna. There's um, grounds. To, we've got touch rugby. You probably saw it. Sam Ricketts leaving a bit of football as well. Yeah, uh, you've just been <laughs> just recruited you there. Uh, uh, just a really good. I often say the weekend away allows us to do six months worth of church in a weekend over 48 hours you, in, in terms of the, the teaching the space the getting to know people of, of feeling connected feeling in 
Uh, so I really recommend that you sign up while spaces last. Mm. What else to say, Laura? Yeah, just to say, um, yeah, we're so excited and we would really love you all to be there. So if you're relatively new, uh, maybe you're watching from home and you're thinking, oh, maybe I have to have been in the church for a bit longer before I can go. You absolutely don't. Please come along. It's, it's such a fun weekend with just brilliant teaching. And as Tim said, I mean, Reese's going to be amazing. Um, and yeah, we're just so excited. So um, there's an early bird ticket, which is open now. You can book on the website. There's also a load of information on the website if you've got Got some questions like there's an FAQ section um, yeah loads of information there which you can obviously just read at your leisure if you're if you've been before and you just know you want to come then just get on the app you can book through there um, it will just pre-populate all the information for you um, like it does when you book for any other event so you don't need to sit there typing in your email address and everything um, so yeah you can get booking right away um, the early bird rates will go up until the end of October um, and uh, you save 15 pounds uh, per person so it's quite a good saving to do um, and if you want to just buy the ticket outright you can um, that's 189 pounds per person so that's literally the whole weekend all your as Tim said all your meals uh, your hotel room uh, basically all the sort of uh, sessions and activities etc so it's a really good deal for the whole weekend um, however if you want to just book your deposit first um, and then pay the second section in November and December, that's also an option. So again, you'll see when you go to the booking section, it says uh, deposit um, and then you'll get sent a separate link um, afterwards in November. So a couple of options there. Finally, just on the sort of finances and tickets, um, if you're interested in helping out with any of the children's provisions, so there's going to be full children and youth provision for the weekend, um, and obviously we need some helpers for that, so if you are interested in helping Hannah and the team out, then um, please speak to her, um, and don't book your ticket right away, because there is um, a slight reduction in cost if you're um, going to be out of the, some of the sessions, so please speak to Hannah um, first off. Um, and if you maybe you're coming as a family, um, you will get uh, emailed a separate family ticket link. Uh, it's quite complicated with the sort of different prices for the children. So we've worked out a family ticket for each family and we'll, we'll email that to you. So again, please don't uh, book directly on the website. Um, we'll email that to you directly. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, there we are. I've got a quick, just quick hands if you've been to a St. Dee's weekend away before. Okay, so, so just keep your hands up. And those who haven't got your hands up, you'd be newbies, just have a look around. Grab someone who's been on a weekend away over the refreshments and the social. Chat to them, ask them about it. Uh, why should I come? Mm. Those with your hands up, tell them why they should come. Yeah, yeah. Because it's I'm, amazing, I'm right? I'm nervy, the response, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, good, brilliant. I think, I think we're there. Yeah. I think we're there. Let's, uh, let's get the band, uh, Matt and the musicians. Uh, uh, back up. Why don't we stand? I realise this has been quite a lot of stuff. Visual aids and diagrams and um, maybe slightly scattered thing. I, my, my prayer right now is, Lord, something has landed in, in our hearts and minds today. Uh, whether we have been coming here for a long time or whether we, it's our first Sunday, we're brand new that excites us, draws us to connect ultimately that inner ring 
that I'm known by the Father for all eternity through Jesus Christ, made real, manifest in my being here by his spirit. I, I, I experience him. I know him, heart and mind. And as a result, I, I want to connect with others here and others who are not yet here for the sake of his kingdom here on earth. to invite you just to continue to engage with God by his spirit as these guys lead us in sung worship for, for some will want to respond in song others maybe just allow people to, to kind of minister to you around about to, to sing in a sense to you as you continue to engage continue to focus on God that bit particularly maybe of, of acceptance Jesus full of grace sometimes we can exclude ourselves when God doesn't it's alright right, you know, he wouldn't he can't he'd never and God says to us I'll always tempted in our hearts maybe sometimes to say well, if he really knew <laughs> it's the Here's the beauty of the gospel. He really does. <laughs> and he reaches out. We think he might recoil back. No, no. He reaches out. Philippians 2, Jesus didn't consider equality with God, the security of heaven, something to be held onto. He came. He made himself nothing in order that we in him might be raised the extent of his reach and his love, his acceptance, full of grace and truth, receive this extraordinary God. In Jesus' name, amen.